What's up, what's up, everybody? This is the Older Millennial Podcast. I am Jay Sal, a.k.a. at Yoga Zen Master on Twitter. And I'm CJ Jumper, a.k.a. at Dre underscore two underscore four on Twitter. So, uh, basically, let me explain what's going on here. Uh, me and my brother came up with an idea to start a podcast for uh like it says older millennials and um you know this is our pilot episode so uh hey you gotta start somewhere might as well start at the bottom and work your way up to the top and it's funny that you call me your brother because godly how long we trace back freshman year high school bruh we were rivals in everything (laughs) like literally there was literally not a season in sports, sports. women, what academics, a- everything. Mothers, what colleges we chose to go to. Mothers worked together and all of that. They were the best of friends. I was like, I don't, I don't like this dude. I see him everywhere. <laughs> yeah, life has a um, weird, weird, weird way. Excuse me of, uh, you know, people meeting each other, but. It's for the best, I guess, sometimes, you know. Yeah, Um, sometimes it works out. Sometimes it don't. But uh, besides all that, we about to introduce a um, podcast series called Quarantine and Chill. Where uh, me and Dre here, we just going to be bouncing subjects off of each other because there's so much going on. And disclaimer, we're actually recording this episode outside on the balcony. You know, it's a nice little chilly night. Might as well look at the stars or some shit. And get, we get, drinking on that gin and juice. Exactly. Well, more gin, more <laughs> juice. <laughs> so let's talk about this NBA stuff going on. You know, they're talking about how Kyrie better than Allen Iverson. Man, bro, I don't even know with that one. AI was like a straight score, like... Six under six feet, you needed a bucket. AI had the ball in his hands. It's crazy. The height thing is, I don't know, man. Kyrie, excuse my dog barking, y'all. She retarded. Um, don't use the R word. Shout, shout out the dollar. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. I lean, I like both of them, but it's like Kyrie is a decent breeze, man. Yeah, but, I mean, that brings us to another topic, like, mental health. Like, this man, he's, yeah. he's like, what, two years younger than us? Has all the money in the world, but just snaps and loses Yeah, they it. call him the Cinderella of the team, so. But, I mean, that happens with the greatest people. I mean, they even said Jordan was low-key crazy. Yeah. So... I guess, I mean, if you want to be great, you got to have a little crazy to you some way, somehow. I mean, look at Brian Dawkins. He's come out the tunnels barking and crawling all over the ground and shit. I mean, he was a Q, though. Shout out, shout out to the bros. He was a Q, though. So, that's low-key understandable. I mean, Weapon X was another animal, though. We ain't going to talk about that today. But, uh... How you coping through this quarantine stuff, man? Man, this quarantine is killing everything. Like, like people scared to move and whatnot. Like, my grandmother just 
I literally just asked her, like, yo, I'm about to go work on this podcast. She's like, oh, you know you're not supposed to be around people, right? It's like, yo. Shit, them niggas. Man, look, I went down to the river with my daughter earlier today, and them motherfuckers was out there sunbathing. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, the closest thing that us South Carolinians can compare the quarantine to is low-key, like, the hurricanes, like, every hurricane season. Oh, yeah, we'd be fighting through that shit. It's like... I mean, yeah, you have to take precautions, but at the end of the day, you still got to live your life. Oh, my dog is peeing on my floor. Wow. That's why I have to clean my carpet up. Wow. That's something else, bro. Don't get a dog, people. Don't. No, do get a dog. Don't get the dog. Do get Uh, a dog. And she's looking at me like, what the fuck you going to do about it? Like, dogs can understand all types of emotions and whatnot. Fuck that shit. But back to this quarantine, like, it, it's crazy because my job is basically, like, throwing money at us. Like, and now she's shitting on my phone. We just need y'all, we just need y'all <laughs> to come to work. Like, if there's nothing wrong with you, like, and you want to work, come to work. Hold on, y'all. I'm going to let Dre talk. I'll be right back. But it's like, I mean, everybody's going to cope with it a different way, like, some people some people are homebody so they have no issue being at home but you got to make sure you get all your essentials like I'm an essential employee so I got to be there at least 4 days out of the week Monday through Thursday I mean I have no problem with that because with all this craziness going on you got to find some type of I won't say normality but I mean that's 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 really a word I like. But you gotta find some type of normal in your daily life, like. Oh yeah, I wake up every day and drink coffee and sit out on my balcony and just stare at people go to work every day. That's why we call the older millennial because this that shit. this nigga is old as hell. Like I'm only turning thirty, fellas, peoples, women's, trainees, like, whatever you are. Like I'm I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to reach that level of oldness, but I feel it coming. <laughs> Nigga, I was this old at 16, bro. <laughs> like, I'm I'm not trying to reach that that level of like old to where it's like showing like th- this I man. Think, I think it's more of a being comfortable within myself type <clears throat> thing. I feel you. I mean, me like my mindset is old, but at the end of the day, I still I still feel like. A little kid like stepping out into the world for the first time like I don't like dressing up if we've been real like oh yeah I can get fly with the best of them but I'd rather be comfortable and cozy like yeah now, I don't anything. know for me dress style comes more of a I wear nothing but uniforms being in the military I wear uniforms I'm working down at the kids camp I wear uniforms so when I get home, of course, all I want to wear is shorts and a t-shirt with some flip-flops. I don't even fuck socks. My toes ugly as fuck. I don't care. I'm going to wear flip-flops uh, till the goddamn bottom of the flop fall off. Like, it is what it is. I mean, honestly, women, they have all the secrets. Like, one of the greatest secrets that I ever found out 
you gotta get your toes done, bro. <laughs> like you would be walking on clouds, and your toes would look so pretty. Like, like pretty. damn, yes, yeah, pretty. Like feeling myself, like bro, I'm pretty, bro. Got pretty toes, like. Just, I mean, you know, I'm a naturally ugly nigga, but we all ugly to somebody. I got pretty toes, so I ain't tripping. It is what it is. But how y'all relationships holding out out there? I mean, I'm going steady, going on. It's almost been a year now. Uh, I'm gonna let Dre explain himself. I mean, relationships are. Relationships or you know what? Fuck that. Do you think social media ruins relationships? Do I think? Ooh, that's a very good one. Do I think social media ruins relationships? <clears throat> it can. If you take if you take social media too serious, like. But you know, females, man, they. It don't I mean, matter. some some do, some don't. Like you'll see some females posting all this sexual stuff, but, but as soon as a dude with like a female picture, you already know what's about to happen. Yeah, I mean, especially if the chick know the chick, yeah, or she know of the chick, then you got a phone, you got a message coming to your phone. Oh, so Why who you is like that? It? Like, oh my god, bro! I don't like all your pictures. Just chill. Nah, fuck that liking shit. You got to comment on the <laughs> Like, I don't know. So, bro, social media is like a weird day and age. Like, it's, we- it's some women. Like, I always said my next girlfriend, wife, whatever, wouldn't have social media. My current girlfriend does have social media, but we really don't follow. I mean, the only thing we have access to... <clears throat> each other's you know to view wise is snapchat like i don't follow her on twitter she doesn't follow me on twitter we're not friends on facebook and i mean sometimes it's good for that you know separation yeah because i mean at the end of the day no matter how no matter how you live you're always going to have like two separate lives like you're going to be one way with the boys mm-hmm. gonna be another way with the fam yeah like even with the boys like she always says that she has yet to see how I am around my friends you Marshall uh, she's seen me with Joe um, she hasn't really seen me with Tez and that don't matter uh, but I mean I mean as long as as long as you consistent with her I think then social media is irrelevant because you could literally share some shit because it's funny. You could mm-hmm. literally like something or retweet it on Twitter because it's funny, but that doesn't necessarily depict your whole views on certain situations. Right, right. So let me ask you this. Do you think you was born in the wrong generation? Do I think I was born in the wrong generation? I had this conversation earlier today. I wouldn't more so say um, I was born in the wrong generation. I feel like I was born when I was supposed to be born, but my views and values are very different from everybody else. Like, but you know, we were both raised in like the older early fam- 90s. yeah, early like older. It's not even the early nineties thing. It's more both of our families are older, so it's like. 
our the values we were raised on versus the values everybody else was raised on. Yeah, like my mother, my mother's only what twenty years older than me, but yeah. you, I can still see the difference. Like she still has a little kid in her, and it comes out when it's around us. But if shit gets serious, oh, she gonna tell the difference. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's I, I just feel like I was born, quote unquote, I was born in the wrong generation. It's so cliche. I just feel like it's an excuse for people not wanting to own up to their own mishaps and downfalls. And it's just like... I mean, but it's also certainly like, like you said, you live like a quote-unquote structured life because you're in the military. Plus you work as a, what, security guard? A drill sergeant. Yeah, a drill sergeant. I mean, I was raised in I was raised in that family, but like when I was younger, like I remember arguing with my mother about simple simple stuff like oh, making yeah. my when bed. Your, when your mama grounded you for choosing to go to state, hey, oh boy, <laughs> what? And, and it wasn't. It, was, it wasn't she even like she took you off the basketball team, dog. Nah. I remember you came in that last practice and you said, "Bro, y'all probably not going to hear from me again." <laughs> Bruh, I remember like that, She took your phone and everything, fam. Bruh, that was that was probably one of the biggest fights of my life. Sheesh. Cause um, my, my mother my was like chose to go to a HBCU. Exactly. And she I mean she wasn't feeling it because she knew the area. Low key. Let's be real though. State at that time did have a bad reputation. Yeah, I mean, but at the end of the day, you can't go off a reputation you can go you can only go off of what it turns you out to be like state turned me from basically a shy introvert to a shy extrovert like i mean i'm i'm like out there like i'm more outspoken <laughs> i know i know how to use my voice that's why yeah, I'm, I'm that's why i'm on this podcast like so i went to allen as well uh, another HBCU with a uh, bad reputation. And shout I out w- to them Hornets and the Bulldogs, though. I want to say they're yellow jackets. <laughs> it's still a Hornet. Like my bad. I I made it disrespect Allen U. I got love for y'all because y'all y'all. I mean, at the end of the day, all they see is it's HBCU. It's all under one other brother. Exactly. All they see is HBCUs. They think, oh, a whole bunch of African Americans and minorities would maybe. You know, they tried to cut the funding to HBCUs. Yeah, I know. And you know what's crazy? Like, if you look at the world today, like in 2020, we have nothing but minorities basically trying to take over the country, like trying to. Fight for equality. Look fight for Surgeon our General. rights. You're a bald-headed black dude. Surgeon General. The mayor of Chicago is black. She need to get a tape up. I mean, can't nobody get a tape <laughs> up right now. Like, we all struggling. Like, it's, it's wolfing Facts. season, bro. Facts. But, yeah. Uh, shout out to Allen University. Uh, really got me out of my comfort zone. I want to say for the first... I was so honestly I was adjusting to not being an athlete. 
when I first got there because all my life, all I know was sports. That's both me and Dre. What? All we know was sports our whole life. Sport, sports is my outlet. I don't, I don't think people really understand how big of an adjustment, especially when you know you good, how big of an adjustment that is to just go from playing something every day, practicing something, eat, sleep, breathe, bleed, sweat, cry it out. I don't think a lot of people understand that about sports. And so when I first got to Allen, I went to Georgia military. I tried out for the football team, made the football team. And like going from that to Allen, it was hard because it was just like, there's no more practices. There's no more waking up at four o'clock in the morning. There's no more structure. So I had to learn how to restructure myself I had to learn how to re-socialize with people because it was easy to just say, I'm a football player. And then everybody gravitate towards you. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. <laughs> but, I mean, I had a different journey at State because I want to say, like, my freshman year, like, yeah, the football team, they had this high status and whatnot. But there was also, like, other kids that played sports in high school that were actually somebody like I became best friends with a female from Chicago and the the one link we had was we could watch sports like we literally anything with the NBA we were on it and I think the thing that connected us the most was that we both tore our ACLs our senior year of high school. The most important year of your high school years, we tore our ACLs. So we were out. Yeah, I remember that. Y'all was playing us. <laughs> Y'all played us. I, you was guarding Dion. No, it was kick return. I tore, I tore that shit on kick return. But you went out on an actual play. I remember because I got the film on it. Nah, it was a kick return. You sure? Yeah, bruh. I, bruh. I'm going to go home and find bruh, that. Bruh, I promise you, I caught the kick return. Saw the hole, I said, oh, bitch, I'm about to score. Oh, I'm about to score. I'm about to go wild. All I remember was we was, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Because we was looking for you. Me and Dion was looking for you because we was was wondering why DT had pulled over on the top of one of us. Yeah, that's, okay. But I caught that bitch. Picked up speed, hit the in and out. That goddamn bone swung one, one way and swung the other. Got tackled, went to the sideline. It's like, you all right? I'm limping. I'm limping on the sideline now. Like, I'm like, damn, my whole body ain't tear nothing. Can't even, can't even push off of it. Go sit down by the trainer. She asking what's wrong. I'm just pointing at my knee like, yo, it, this hurts. I don't know what it is, but this <laughs> hurts. And so, I mean, we didn't have access to an x-ray because it was a little preseason game so i'm literally like crying like yo my knee is in so much pain and they're like well we think we think you might have just hyper extended it i was like man i hope that's it when it got an x-ray like what was the jeffrey jeffrey was on a friday right mm-hmm. when it got an x-ray saturday they ain't tell me nothing Got back to school on Monday. It was like, you got a torn ACL. 
you out for the whole season. That's crazy. Like that mean you couldn't run track and that. And I remember that because we was talking so much junk back and forth about who's gonna win that one ten and that four hundred hurdle oh race. Oh boy! I was so ready for it, man. And then you told me that junk. I was like, man, because honestly, other than oh boy from uh, BC. I did personally. I didn't have no competition, cause anybody else I was blowing out. But when you told me that, I was like, "Well, shit, I'm gonna just stick to running one tens." Like I literally only ran four hundred hurdles whenever our team needs the points. That's the only that's the only time. Right, and my my like, I think that whole journey. Like, if you've ever been through an injury, you know that's probably the hardest thing you have to deal with because you have to deal with the mental and the physical. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the most serious injury I've ever been through was uh, pulling my hip flexor, coming back from uh, track and field. And listen, people, it's hard being an athlete. It very is. Like, if, if I don't know about CJ, but me personally. It was one point in time where I was literally playing three different sports at one time. I was going to basketball practice for AAU. Right before that, I was practicing track and field. Right before that, no, right after track and field, I was going straight to uh, spring football practice. Bro, I, I definitely remember that that time period. Yeah. Like, like it's that literally shit. like. <laughs> you literally go from practice to practice. It's literally like track will end and you have like a week off. But during that week, you have AAU basketball and mm-hmm. then you getting fitted for pads. Yeah. And then you get to start hitting people. Exactly. Like, but real quick. Let me give a quick shout out to Anchor uh, Podcast. It's a free podcast platform. Um, free sign up, free recordings, uh, pretty much free everything. All you need to do is create an account, sign up, create your content, record, release, and do your thing. Shout out to Anchor. Y'all holding us down, so we're going to hold y'all down. So. Yeah, being an athlete. So, and that's the reason why I hate, like, when people was talking junk about LeBron crying because he was cramping up. Unless you felt the cramp in the middle of a game, I don't want to hear shit from nobody. Bro, it's not even it's not even the fact that you're hurting. It's the fact that you know that you're hurting your team. Like when I miss when I miss that whole season of football. My senior year, like, I cried maybe three three or four times. I cried during the first game. I don't even think we talked after you got hurt, honestly. Fuck no, bro. I did not want to talk to nobody. Like, my world literally was shaking upside down. I had this big-ass brace from my ankle to mm-hmm. my damn thigh on my that. leg. And, bro, I really just tried everything to keep my spirits high, like... I was taking meds, throwing up food. It was just, it was crazy. Shit crazy, man. Like, I cried. I know one injury that always hits me hard is when, uh, you remember Kenny McKinley? Yeah. When he, when he, uh, 
committed suicide when he was after he got hurt playing for the Denver Broncos. I remember I uh I was in high school. So what I used to do, we we had played we had football games on Fridays. I would go to work for this company uh called Event Staff. On and you, Saturdays. You was working the games on Saturdays. Yeah, and I remember Kenny McKinley walked up to me and shaked my hand. And he was I told him to have a good game. And my guy was lights out, man. He was one of my he was one of the other reasons why I wore the number eleven. And then he got to the league, he got hurt, and, like, people don't understand, like, I'm not going to say that's all he knew, but for some athletes, when a sport is all you know. Like, and sport, sports is really a gateway to other things. Yeah, but. like, and mental, that, I'm so strong at, like, even being a soldier now, I'm so, I feel so passionate about mental health, especially among black men, because... I'm gonna be real. The world is against us. I mean, I said something on my Snapchat yesterday, and it rang so true. It's like black men, <clears throat> we don't talk about what's hurting us because because there's nobody listening. There's nobody listening, and at the end of the day, they they'll never fully understand. Like you have to be strong no matter what. Like we've we've seen. Well, I can't speak for everybody else, but I personally seen my mother like work and work and work. And shit, my mama too. I remember uh my senior junior year, my mama was working damn near three jobs. Like and when I found out how many jobs cuz she used to try to hide it from me, but when I found out how many jobs she was working, I wasn't even mad at the fact that I had to catch her out. Listen, people, Quick confession, my house burned down, right? Middle school, what I used to do was I used to catch a ride home to that burnt down house. I never told nobody this. I used to catch a ride home to that burnt down house and then catch a ride from that burnt down house to the house I lived in in Columbia. I did that all the way up to almost damn near my sophomore year of high school. Bro, I remember we had that talk. You and supposed, that was, yeah, I was supposed to move in with y'all. Yeah, because my mom was uh, about to get transferred. She was supposed to get transferred down to Buford for that UPS job. Speaking of UPS, I remember the time my fucking mother, like, something hit her in her leg and just fucked her whole leg up. Like, or like, you're, like I was in the bath. I was, I was taking a shower. Pops bust in the room. Your, uh, your mama got hit by a freight carrier or something. I was like, what? Like, hopping out the shower, soap still on my feet and everything, almost <laughs> busting my ass just to go make sure my mother was still good. Like, I've, I've like, I honestly don't know anybody stronger than my mother. Oh, yeah, mama's, <laughs> I, I, and I hate to make this a racial issue, quote unquote. But there's nothing like a black mother. There's nothing stronger than a like, black shout mother. Shout out to like. all the mothers. But I know my mama, I know CJ mama, I know people that I've grown up with mamas. They can make a way out of anything. I like, think I think that's why my makeup is different when it comes to like when it comes to who I know who me I personally. To date. 
my makeup is different when it comes to work ethic. Yes. I, I definitely get my work ethic from my mama. Because just watching her, like, I remember my mama done went to work sick. Done went to work when she ain't felt like it. Done went to work when she knew she almost couldn't make it to work with no gas in her car. Definitely. She, like, <laughs> like, that, I mean, I'm sorry, black mothers are built different. Like, basically, like, my mother, my mother basically taught me, like, no matter what, like, you just gotta, you gotta go get it. Like, you, you have to, you have to make the life that you want to live. Like, all these hours you busting your ass and whatnot, mm-hmm. you can't think about the short term. Like, you gotta think, oh, this is pushing me somewhere. They see me, so sooner or later, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move up the ladder. Like, honestly, I, so <clears throat> me, I don't care about no degree. Shout out to my boy Dre. This my man's went to school, got his degree. Boy, four and a half years. <laughs> boy, what? Me personally, I don't care about no degree because I know you can make it without a degree. But I'm just, I'm literally in school because I just want to make my mom proud. Like, that's it. And I think that 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 was probably one of the proudest days of my life. Once I walked across that stage, like. Oh man, y'all! My dog got his degree. His brother got his degree. His little brother about to get his degree. I'm sure the little sister gonna get her degree. Oh, she going to Miami. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> hey, we out there. Three hundred five is my city. Man, look, it's all about them dogs. Shout out the University of Georgia. But shit, I mean, yeah, huh? Ambition and hustle, man. Like that, that's the name of the game. Like, like, like most people be like, oh, my mother made a, my made a, my mother made a good daughter, and she fell off. Nah, you my, know what? My mother got a, my mother got a strong iron will. Like she pumping out men and women that's gonna make a change in this world. Listen. One thing that grinds my gears is when people talk about how tired they is. Cause listen, all right. So, quick story time. My second year in the military, we went out to do our do our uh, annual training at Fort Irwin in California. Everybody know everybody that's been in the military. They know what's up with Fort Irwin. But hold so, on, you gotta let me and the viewers know what's up with Fort Irwin. So Fort Irwin is basically where we go. It's basically where you go train before you get deployed. Uh huh. Because you training, you literally training out in the desert. I know about the deployment life, you know, not seeing so, my step pop. Facts, like so, like it's that's a whole different animal. Like until you get deployed, that's probably one of the hardest things to do in the National Guard per se that's what I'm gonna say cuz I haven't been at the duty I'm in the National Guard but for my military career that was probably one of the hardest thing I had to do because for one we couldn't have our phones we couldn't communicate with nobody for almost three weeks and like I'm gonna tell you that made like just being out I remember one day it got up to 124 degrees bro and, and they don't and care. We, and we almost ran out of water. They don't care nothing about we that. We almost ran out of ice. Like, that was a horrible time. But you know what? I still fought through. 
you know, we had something to get done. And I'm going to be real, like, my that work ethic is something that I learned from my mama. If I had not had the type of mama that I have now, I honestly probably would have gave up. I would have told them to fuck themselves, for real. Hey, plain and simple, mama ain't raised no quitter <laughs> at all. Like, I think, I think I take that into like everything in life. Like, rather be work, sports, my personal life with relationships. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna quit. Like, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna admit I'm wrong. But and you know what? So you said something about not quitting. I feel like in today's time, so you was on FaceTime when me and my girl was talking about it. Relationships. You already know where I'm going with this. I I mean, I'm feeling it out right now. Like, when it comes to relationships, like, some people, like, it's certain stuff you can and can't deal with. It's certain stuff you should and shouldn't deal with. Certain stuff you can and can't work out. Exactly. Like, but it takes both parties. I hate I hate the narrative of thirty years ago our grandparents worked everything out. Thirty years ago There was no social grand- media, there was there grand- was no there was grandma, no cell phone. Thirty years ago grandma didn't have a degree or a job. Exactly. Grandma thirty years ago grandma didn't have a choice but to stay with her husband who was the breadwinner of the family. Exactly, because... So divorces was crazy back then. Like now, you could be separated and separated, and if you like separated for like a year, you could file for divorce and get approved. No issues, none of that. Honestly, that's almost a a, a requirement to get a divorce. And it and it doesn't even have to be a full year. Like you, you could be at least eight months. No, could, actually, I think it's six months. At least six. But to I eight said months. you could be separated for like six months, and then just go to a judge, be like, "I want a divorce." As long as you get, got get, proof that. But you I say need. get somebody that's a witness, and you get through to that. But I think this generation. <clears throat> We lack guidance, man. It's not even guidance. Understanding in God, like we we get into fights, like the whole. Let's backtrack to the social media thing. We all know we we human, we men and women. We have okay? a we 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 ain't monkeys, we ain't lions and tigers, elephants, are, none of that. <laughs> we are men and women, so it gets down to the thought of you have to know that. Your significant other is gonna look. They gonna look. You you can't honestly tell me that if your woman sees a man who she thinks is attractive, she not gonna look at him. I mean, that goes celebrity crushes and like everything, just regular people. So it's just like if they like a picture or something on some type of social media, Mm -hmm. and the person gets mad. Like I mean, that, that's what that's where the understanding comes in. Like, if you don't want me to like the picture or whatever, just tell me that. But don't cut me off because of something that I did one night. I mean, it's not even the whole liking the picture thing. I feel like it's way deeper than that. Like, you you can, you can honestly brush that off because it's just a like. Like, it means literally nothing. But. To the other person doesn't mean literally nothing. 
I mean, because I've been in that situation before, where I posted something. To me, it didn't mean nothing. Now, mind you, though, I'm not going to explain the whole situation, but I deleted the post because of what the person told me or, or why the person told me to delete the post. But also, my old lady seen the post and she was wondering why I deleted it. So when I tried to explain to her, we was in odds for almost two weeks. And you remember, because I remember I called you that night. Yes, we had that big ass smile <laughs> out. Like. I even came by the crib. <clears throat> so like, bro, you you basically gotta set this shit straight. Like, like you gotta let her know you chose her, and only her for but, a reason. But then again, that goes back to the social media parameters. You both gotta express to each other like, how you gonna feel if I like this person's picture, or how do you feel if I like this person, or if I like pictures in general. I mean, I think I think that also plays into like the security of your relationship. Like, if you're doing everything that you're supposed to do, like y'all spending quality time, like not not just time where she on her phone and you playing the game, but like y'all just sitting down, just talking, like. And you know, I made a post about that earlier where don't let social media set the standards of your relationship. Get to know each other. And then see how it plays out. Exactly. Like if we if we sit now having deep talks and I'm telling you what I want for the future, what I want for us, then there should be no question as to oh he's cheating or oh he's out here like an other bitch post like he wants her. No. I'm with you for a reason. Like I see some like most of the time I end up in a relationship because I see somebody that's that can add value to my life. I right. see somebody that's low key reminding me of my mother. I was on Facebook and uh what dude said? He said your partner this is speaking on both genders. Your partner should improve you while being a reflection of you. Yeah. Should have been what he what he finished with. I forget who said it, but I was just like, I mean, I could fuck with that because, like, I've never been the most organized person in the world. And when I tell you, I actually wash dishes now. <laughs> Babe. I don't understand y'all. Y'all make y'all make it seem like washing dishes is like the worst thing. Nah, Bruh. if Shorty if Shorty cooking, she cook a bomb ass meal. Oh, I'm I'm gonna wash dishes. I'm gonna make sure the kitchen clean and all that. And then shit, we gonna go we gonna go cuddle or I'm gonna lay the pipe. Like I've never washed dishes. Like, bro, I like I'm not like I'm I'm highly affectionate, but when it comes to that cuddle, like laying in one position for like hours. I can't do it. I will literally just lay there and hold you and be up. You be knocked out. I'll be up. Like, nah, I'll be asleep. <laughs> nah, I, bro, I can't go to sleep. Like, I'll be asleep. Uh, unless my arm is like up under your head and my other arm is wrapped around. Be numb. Exactly. Like, you know they got a pillow for this shit. Bro, I need to invest in that. Like, I really do. Oh, man. Well, people, it's been awesome. 
We've had a great talk. We probably just gonna start like just doing this whole freestyle deal. I like it. I don't really like the whole script this shit. Exactly. I mean, if y'all got something y'all want us to to touch bases on, then we we definitely gonna we definitely gonna step on it, squash it, talk about it, and yeah, all that. We I are mean, very we are two very intelligent young men. Um, intelligent and advanced in that we can talk about anything. Yes, I love anime. By the way. I can talk about anime. Man, I love sports and drama shows. <laughs> I'm on Ozark right now. I need to start watching it. But that is very good. Um, yeah, so it's been a pleasure, people. Uh, once again, Anchor, thank you for your platform. And uh, we'll holler at y'all later. Peace.